Today on the podcast, we welcome my friend, Eric Weaver. Eric is one of my lifelong friends. I've known him for many, many years, dating back to our college years together at the University of Northern Iowa. He's a pastor, a dad, husband, um, all around great guy, and uh, I'm excited for you to get to know him. We talk a lot today about their family's journey into adoption and they adopted a little boy from China a few years ago. And so we really do a deep dive into some of the um, challenges of this, some of the blessings of this and how it reflects the gospel. I hope you enjoy it. So Eric, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, I am so excited to introduce you to the Vine family because you are one of my favorite people in the whole world. And there's so many things that we could talk about on this podcast, yes. Husker football being one of them. It's true. Uh, we could talk about Whole30. We could. We could talk about um, just how handsome you are. That is not appropriate. Um, actually, it is appropriate. Um, a little known story about Eric is that I was dating this girl in high school and uh Eric and I worked at this Bible Zach. camp together. What? Zach. This is important. It's... This is important. And uh, and I was dating this girl in high school, and Eric and I worked at the same Bible camp, and I came back from working at Bible camp, and I had a picture of me with Eric, and I was showing it to my girlfriend. And uh, my girlfriend said, wow, he's cute. And I got really super jealous because she thought you were cute, and I was jealous. What do you think of that story, Eric? Um, I'm I'm grateful to to be here with you this morning, Zach. I'm I, I'm not even sure how to respond to that. Um, <laughs> I need to tell. I, res- I, need I to can tell, re- wait. I need. I can respond to it by by saying that was 25 years ago, and I'm grateful that we have known each other that long. I consider it uh, in a in a culture where guys seem to detach from other guys and just. Mm-hmm continue to pursue isolation in their own hobbies and work. I'm grateful to have a, a man like you that I consider not just a friend, but a brother. Yep. Uh, so that story, uh, while I'm going to ignore its contents, does highlight the gift of, of being in, in a, just an honest, vulnerable, uh, iron sharpens iron uh, friendship that has spanned, um, you know, like, man, juvenile silliness to yeah. to to campus ministry in college to foundations of ministry being in, in wedding or each other's weddings um uh first apartments um and then children first haircuts first, first haircut. haircuts that's right yep. thanks for letting me cut your hair back when yep. you had it yep. and uh yeah but i mean just you know going all the way back to, to kind of seeing each other um in our walking stories together yeah that's really well said and i really wanted to capture what you said there a second ago about juvenile silliness and one of the other favorite stories i have about eric is uh, we were on a camping trip and i don't know why we stopped at like this gift store (laughs) it it reminded me of it reminded me of uh like the lobby of a cracker barrel that was kind of the vibe in this, and we it's true. we were yeah. at this store. I don't even know why we stopped. Probably because why do you remember these things? I forget these things until you bring them up. No, because it 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 
it cut a memory groove deep in my brain. And uh, so Eric was there with um, his brother-in-law and we went on this camping trip with our wives. We'd all been married for a whole like five seconds. Um, That was our age in life. And Eric had this water bottle and he thought it would be really funny to take said water bottle and squirt it at my body. Now the location of the pantalones. Agua pantalones. Agua in mis pantalones. No bueno. Por qué? Por qué, amigo? No, no quiero agua en mis pantalones. Sí. Es la verdad. So he wanted to spray his water bottle at me but the location was in what we would call maybe the uh, region of the crotch. Back. And when you have a big wet spot um, in the crotch region, Let like that, that indicates that you have wet your pants. And um, when you're 23 years old and you're in a public place and it looks like you wet your pants, Eric and his brother-in-law, they thought that was hilarious. So that just gives you kind of a a window into Eric and I's relationship. It uh, it has spanned many ups and many downs, and uh, it's Listen. been an absolute blessing. I, I say all that because I love Eric uh, like love my brother, and um, and I trust him. Listen, so listen with my own family, uh, friends, friends at the Vine. Um, you should know I. So I think an awful lot of of your pastor. Um, we, uh, I had the privilege of um, sitting in the front row at his wedding, um, and he wrote a song for his fiance, who became his wife that day, Kim, obviously. And uh, the, the the song is "Love You That Way," um, and he recorded that song on an album twenty three years ago 20, yeah. 20, yep. 20 something yep. like that yeah um and so there used they used to make these things called cds um <laughs> that you put them in cd players anyway i have a i have a shop where we live out in the country and uh, and so i'm always out in my shop when i'm just working on stuff and i listen to that album on repeat still to this day and, and not just that song "Love You That Way" that you wrote for your for your wife, but just your whole Zach, your whole um, that whole album. That's um, I can just hear twenty over two decades ago. Your your love for scripture and your reverence for a holy God, and um, yeah, I just I I so that still feeds my soul today. I just want to say thanks. I really appreciate you saying that, but I know you're serious. It's it's just kind of funny how you keep wanting to take it to really nice and complimentary. And I just want to take it to juvenile dumbness. Yeah. There's a a distinct contrast happening in this (laughs) podcast already. I I, listen, the silver hair on my head, I'm hoping has, you know, 25 years later has somewhat sanctified something of the contents inside. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is true. Um, Man, there's so many things we could talk about, but yep. the reason why yep. I want to talk to you today, Eric, is because you have a really cool family. Why don't you yeah. just tell us real quick in a minute like about your family and and what you do and uh, where you are and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Zach. Um, yeah. So 
<clears throat> married to, to an incredible woman, um, Katie, my wife. We've been married 23 years now. Um, we met at, at, the, at, at Bible camp, uh, married at, at the University of Northern Iowa, where our stories intersected with uh, Zach and Kim. Uh, in the 23 years, man, we have uh, we we now have six children. Um, we've kind of been on a ministry trajectory for a long time, um, starting in youth ministry, doing worship ministry, ending up in seminary. Uh, we now live in Forest City, Iowa, um, where we get to serve in just an awesome church. Um, here, it's part of uh, the Converge Network. It's a um, Baptist church here in in North Iowa. Um, yeah, and you know, I've had the privilege of running into Zach and Laurel and the team at uh, you know the Piper Conference in Minneapolis and talking uh, biblical counseling. Um, you know, just sharing a lot of that same kind of DNA. Um, but our family, we've got we've got six kids, um, and our oldest is twenty, Anna. Our second, uh, Elijah, he's uh, soon to be 18, senior in high school, um, like Taylor. And then um, uh, Emily, she's 15. She's a freshman. Uh, Malachi, no, Claire. Uh, Claire then is 11. She'll be 12 here next week. Um, and then Malachi is 11. And Izzy just turned 10. Um, and so, uh, Claire and Malachi, if you're listening, I said they're both 11. No, they're not twins. Malachi um, uh, is uh, 11, um, but he was adopted uh, from China about five years ago. And so we had five bio kids, and then Malachi came home uh, about five years ago. And so, um, yeah, so that that's uh, kind of picture of the Weaver 8. Yeah, I have a poignant memory of... FaceTiming with you when you were in China, um, mm. picking up Malachi mm -hmm. the first time. And, um, that was such a cool moment, uh, yeah. to see you on the other side of the world. And, yeah. and I wanted to talk to you about that adoption journey today and just kind of mm -hmm. what, what, um, first stirred your heart and you and Katie's heart, uh, to pursue adoption. How did that process happen? Yeah, yeah, great question, and, and yeah, this could be easily a, a four or five parter if we were to <laughs> were we to explore all the details of that. Right, right. But I think just for just to bring some succinctness to it, I would characterize it as um, kind of surprised by it. We weren't looking for it. Um, in fact, probably um, kind of suppressed it, held it back for a while. Um, we had five kids, they're all healthy, five bio kids, you know, they're all healthy, um, by God's grace. And, and, um, and we kind of liked the way things were, you know, and, and, um, yeah, so we were just finding ourselves very content with, um, with the five kids. My wife had just turned 40 and we just kind of thought, yeah, I mean that's it. You know, we're we're kind of past the childbearing years, and or or assume that. And um, what's interesting is we had a miscarriage after she turned forty, an unexpected miscarriage. And and but no, having having seen a, a pregnancy test that said that said positive, it 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 awakened something in us that said, oh my goodness, maybe we're not done. You know, maybe. Um, like there was this, 
we could, you know, and just the, the love for, for another child. And um, that was a second miscarriage we had. And, and that's, that's a whole other topic, but, but it awakened something in us that, that maybe, maybe there was a desire for, for more family. Well, long story short, have, being in ministry, I've had the chance to be on different continents in different broken places in the world, seeing, um, seeing children who are in orphanages uh, in Liberia, in Africa, um, in Haiti, um, uh, in Mexico, waters Mexico, and being in orphanages in all those places, um, and always, you know, being moved. I love taking pictures and photographs, and I would always take pictures and try to tell a story with uh, the composition of the photos, getting kind of seeing the background and the and the the, the poverty in the background, seeing the, the dirtiness of the fingers, but seeing the light in the eyes of the children. I, I was always moved by that, you know? So, so I, my role was always capture the story, come back and tell it as a pastor or as a photographer to come back and, and help tell that story to, to motivate others, right. To, to give and to go and to support. Um, but one day, man, I just, we, I was in Haiti. Um, this is the second time I was in Haiti, and um, I was with my oldest daughter, and um, she was with. We were at an orphanage together. Um, there's a whole long story there, but we were at this orphanage, and uh, and I was watching my daughter play with these these Haitian children, and I, I got back to it just there was a seed of something that was planted. Um, and it was like this, man, what if, what if, what if I'm supposed to be a part of this solution? Mm -hmm. Not just, not just take pictures, not just mm -hmm. tell the story, but actually, actually adopt. And I, I mean, I, I, I you know, I would like to say I'm at, not sure how else to, to explain it, but, but what's interesting is, I mean, there's, there's a whole long, cool story that comes with that, but, but I remember getting back sharing with my wife and she was having similar, similar feelings kind of in her own walk with the Lord. And, um, and at the time I really, really want to kind of blame Matthew West. <laughs> uh, it's time for us to do something. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was like, if not us, then who right, right. now? Right time for us to do something and, and so so it's not that I, I mean obviously i heard a song and it was a sign i was supposed to adopt but but the truth of that of that song really was resonating with us and really connecting with what we knew to be true in the scriptures that we're supposed to go into all nations and to um to 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 fulfill the great commission in the nations but the idea of bringing those nations to our living room mm -hmm different concept and so so it, there, it, there was a culmination of a lot of things and i think where we really were really kind of sunk in for us was we didn't realize the vanity that had grown in our own hearts regarding our family hmm. that we liked the way our family looked and were we willing to give that to the lord and let him use it however we wanted hmm. um you know, you, um, and it's not a vanity that was that we recognized that was on display, or that anybody would be would perceive it. But we felt it in our hearts. You know, that it felt like God saying, "Don't take pride in the in in the way you think your family needs to look." Or like it's kind mm -hmm. of like an like an idolatry subtly. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you could, yeah, you could phrase it in, in a few different ways. But there sure. was, and, and you know, my, you know, I'm obviously, you know, my family. So, yep. it's, I mean, yeah. So because, yeah. So it was just kind of this: what if we, what if we introduce? Because because we had heard adoption stories, right? It, they're not all rose-colored stories, and they're right. a story of of hard hard roads right yeah so 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 we knew that early on in the process and so we thought even if we begin to walk down this road this could introduce this could introduce something that that would significantly disrupt the the quote-unquote image in in vibe of our family right right and so and so would we be willing to say god we'll give you our home we'll give you our finances we'll give you our children right. we'll give you our future we'll give, and so um, that that became a, a, a tearful prayer time for our family, for particularly my wife and I, and um, and really arriving at this um, place of yes, God, we're willing to give you everything. Um, and what happened next was was awesome. You know, it, it has uh, indeed has been hard, uh, but but seeing the 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 ribbons of grace and just the, the fingerprints of God and just yep, you know that's wow, good, wow. man. It's really good. I, I love that theme, Eric, and we've talked about this a lot. I think it's really important as just a general theme of discipleship is the whole idea that uh, obedience is costly and, um, yeah. and obedience um, brings suffering oftentimes. And that's very Christ-shaped, of course, right? I feel like sometimes um, a lot of us in my experience and in my sphere of relationships potentially um, have trumpeted the, the goodness of adoption mm -hmm. and, and downplayed the sobering reality that it's not always easy. Um, that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. Right. right. Um, if, if that was our, our creed, just do it when it's easy. Like no one would be a Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, right, no one would take right. the Bible seriously. How have you and, and Katie like worked through that whole concept of um, obedience is costly, uh, especially mm -hmm. in reference to adoption? How have Katie and I worked through that issue that obedience is costly in life and especially in adoption? Uh I don't know. <laughs> Still a process, I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's that's the funny thing. I mean it's like I'm right in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. I mean we're we're still I mean we're we're st we're figuring it out. I right. mean there's I mean there's cuz there's there's new ways that I can that the that my own sinfulness is exposed in the way I feel towards my kids, you know. Mm -hmm. per particularly Malachi, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm still being shaped and I'm still, because the, I mean, we, we could take this in so many different directions, right? but let's, let's just pick one. Let me pick one issue. Um, like there's this thing of, uh, like I have to work a lot harder at parenting Malachi than I do my biological children. This is not exhaustive, but this is just this is just one particular issue. There are things like with my oldest child Anna, 
she and I are wired so much alike. Right. I mean, the way we think, the way we respond to conflict, the way we use humor to just, you know, to lighten the mood, the way we are like, yeah, whatever, you know, we're just kind of like go with it. Mm-hmm. So she and I, we, I don't even have to like, I mean, I can discipline her and rebuke her and affirm her in a look and she gets it. And I, right. you know, there's this kind of, there's on the same know, wavelength. We're on the same wavelength. But I can look at Malachi and I have no idea what's going on in his mind. Mm-hmm. And he, and so there's this thing called nuance that he doesn't get mm-hmm. that I don't get with him. Mm-hmm. And so we're, and there are ways like I'm, uh, it just, so I've got to be more purposeful and intentional, which means I've, I've got to put down my phone and right. pay attention, Right. which means I have to, I have, I can't be lazy in my parenting. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a continual dying to myself be, you know, so like that costs me something, right? Yep. So it's not easy, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, and what's hard is, so then what can happen if I'm not careful is I can begin to compare the two. Right. Easy here, hard here. Well, it must, must be something with you. So there's something wrong with you. And then all of a sudden I can have uh, a favorite or I can have, um, yeah, just, I can show favoritism, but we know the Lord, he doesn't show favoritism to us, Amen. to the Jew or the Gentile. I mean, we're all recipients of, of wrath, but we're also recipients of grace and we all by grace through faith. Anyway, so that story of adoption, that we are adopted into God's family by grace. So now I have a chance to show that same sort of, same sort of Abba Father love to, to, to all my kids. And that, that, that's a, that's a battle. So, yeah. um, yeah, so that, that whole, I don't know if that answers your no, question. No, it does. I think one thing I'd love to hear you speak about, so let's say someone comes up to you at, at church and mm-hmm. at, at your church or my church, and they're like, wow, I heard your adoption testimony, um, and I'm kind of sobered that this is going to be hard, and I'm not sure yeah. I want to do it. Like, yeah. like, what would you say to them? I'll be fine. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I I, yeah, I think um, anything we can do to help paint a realistic picture of adoption. Great. But I don't, I don't want to, if all you hear is like, Oh man, this is really hard because I will tell you there are, there are, there are ways in which, uh, there are ways in which I have seen beauty and grace, and and forgiveness and i mean kind of the wildness of god on display in malachi that that i haven't seen in any of any of my other kids Mm -hmm. so i i i I mean it's it's in the heart and the broken where i where i where the beauty of of grace and redemption and restoration really shines through and so certainly i mean if all you hear in the story is man this is hard i i i miscommunicated somehow Yes, there there is hard and there is cost and there is sacrifice and there is exposing my own, of my own sinfulness and and also seeing the sinfulness of another human being. But my goodness, that's didn't God demonstrate His own love for us in this that while we were still sinners, He died for us. So all of a sudden, here we have these this brokenness. We get a chance to to know and experience and to express this sacrificial love together as a family. And so yeah, it's hard, but. But my goodness, um, it's also beautiful. Um, yeah, it's like the 
church in Corinth, you know, it's like, man, we're dysfunctional, but somehow the Holy spirit of God is here. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, so. Amen. Yeah. That's really good, Eric. I, I think too, like on a practical level, when I hear people concerned about the challenge of maybe adoption or, um, it's like, I think people sometimes think like I'm, 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 um, entering into, not entering into, I'm, um, I'm allowing some foreign element into my biological family. That's going to somehow like affect us negatively. And, but I just want (laughs) to say like that can happen biologically as well. You know what I mean? Uh, There's no guarantee. Absolutely. Like an easy road in parenting adoption or biological. Yes. And it's all just like, man, Lord, I, I, uh, yeah. I, I need yeah. daily mercy to just do this parenting deal, adoption or Lord. not. Oh, it's true. It's true. Like I, like for sure, like they, so we homeschool our kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so for 20 years, we've been doing this. Um, you know, we, they've gone all the way through and I mean, so the stereotypes, aren't, aren't you, aren't you worried your kids are going to have social, you know, problems or, you know, they're right. not going to be able to you know, whatever the, Can't talk to adults. the yeah, antisocial. Right, and, right. You know, kind of I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess there are some homeschool families that are antisocial, but oh my word, have you been to the public school? There are some pretty antisocial kids there too. Sure. And so and, the, the assumption yeah. is, I mean, so the assumption is, I mean, that I, I, we love our educators here in our community. I mean, there's, we have some great administrators. So it's not a homeschool private school, public school thing. That, that's a whole different conversation. But to your point, sometimes you, you make this stereotype that, oh, homeschool, they're going to be like that. Oh, adoption, this is, is going to happen. But the reality is it's a condition of the heart, right? It's a condition of the sinful heart that's selfish. And, and it doesn't matter if I get put in a homeschool situation, an adoption situation, or a Republican Democrat situation, all, my, my emotions are going to get stirred up and I'm going to respond out of the sinful inside of my heart. That's what Jesus said, right? Mm-hmm. Out, of the, out, of the, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so Amen. that adoption story exposed the selfishness that was in, in your heart already. Mm-hmm. And so you could either cooperate with initiatives of the Holy Spirit and be sanctified by it, or you could defend your turf and, and you know, preach. Say, say, I deserve better than this. Yeah, preach. Say, no, 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 man. I mean, the fruits of the Spirit come when, when I... I, I died on myself. I'm, yeah. I'm being crucified with Christ. I no longer live. So if I can enter into the story as a parent, as a as an adopted uh, parent, and and, and died on myself, um, that's that's when I begin to see the the, the the budding fruit of of patience and gentleness coming up, modeling it. You know, at first ex- experiencing it to my son, but then modeling it for my son, and then being able to with integrity. Um, and call it out in him as well. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, it's, a, it's a joyful thing. But I see, I mean, there, there, I'm starting to see evidences of, man, this could be a really cool thing. You know, the, this, some of the hard things that we see um, coming out of our, our son's story that, that could be used to be redeemed for good things, uh, specifically. So our, our son, um, he spent the first six years of his life in an orphanage in China. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so with that, 
with that comes um, he developed he, Malachi can withstand a lot of pain. He has a high pain tolerance. He's um, and because he, I mean he's sat alone in an orphanage in a room in a metal bed for I mean, we, we went to China and saw his room, saw his bed with 20 other beds in the room. And it just breaks your heart, right? Yeah. And to, to think, how is it our son could, can, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, it, it's some of, some of the patterns of behavior that he developed in those, in that time, it's, it's, it's hard to undo. But we see God re redeeming those things. And he went, so I have, I have some cross country runners in my family, uh, the teenagers. And Malachi at 11, um, he went out running with them um, last weekend. Mm -hmm. And he, so my son, he's six foot, long legs. And Malachi, who's, I think he's, I don't know, 3'11". Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean he's, he's, he's a little guy. Yeah, yeah little. He's, he's, he's a little guy. Yeah. Uh, but he's probably, he's got to be, I don't know, four. Under four, five foot. Yeah. 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 Anyway, he's a good foot and a half shorter than his two feet shorter than his brother. Anyway, and he hung with him for two miles. He went out running for two. He's never run more than just running around the backyard, right? Yeah. But he went a sustained two miles without stopping, like because he he just he won't quit. I mean, he he has this tenacity. Like I'm not. Yep. You There's can't hurt me. There. There's a, there's yeah there's a toughness and so Lord willing we're, we're, I'm hoping we're we're going to see that not just what I want to see him perform well on a cross country course but but there's a, a we want to see that character be developed of that a, a godly perseverance uh, um, anyway, I'm going down a the road there but uh, that's good man yeah I know there's a lot of people with um, thoughts of adoption that yeah. think of the obstacles. You know, and like, like a couple ones that I wrote down, like A, the cost. Yep. So uh, B, another one you hear often is, can I love an adoptive child as much as I love my biological kids? Mm -hmm. um, how did you, did you and Katie confront those kind of uh, potential yeah. objections? Yeah, absolutely. It, we did we did face those and are facing those. Mm -hmm. so we, we, we still can't afford to have kids. Especially when we're doing college visits and everything yeah. else, you know, I mean, it's like, Oh, uh, I can't, I can't afford this. Um, but you know, I mean, uh, yeah. So, but, but I do reckon, I do recognize that uh, there is a financial cost associated with, um, with adoption and um, and it's there, it's not cheap. I had no idea, you know. How did you started. guys see God provide for you? Um, Zach, it's a long story, but I'll I'll, I'll start with one story, and and let that be reflective of the whole. Sure. Um, I came back from Haiti with feeling this conviction of, oh man, I feel like we might need to pursue this. My wife and I talked, prayed, and so I just. I took some initiative and I made a, uh, just an inquiry to, uh, a, an adoption center, Bethany Christian services. And I, um, yeah. I, and, and she said, Oh, you can fill out this online thing and that, that will get you connected to our, our waiting children's list. Those are children with needs, um, special needs. Um, 
and then um, and then if you want to move further, then you can fill out the application. An application, a five hundred dollar application fee. Right. I'm like, are you serious? It's to apply is five hundred bucks. I don't have five hundred bucks. Right. I'm like I can't. I can't apply. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll just do the online thing, and and we'll we'll look at kids with special needs, and we'll, so so I did the online thing that that let us see kids with special needs. Those are the those are harder to place kids. Kids who are older, kids who have medical um, mental um, disabilities. So we, uh, yeah. Uh, um, and so I get this call from, so later I get this call from, from a, a gal from the office saying, hey, I see that you applied online and you're able to see our, our kids with our waiting children's list and da 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 da, da. So If you want to take the next step, you know, that's the application. That'll be a $500 fee. And I'm like, and I remember laughing out loud saying, I, oh, I, I, I had no idea. Right. And then it was like, then, then, then this fee is due, then this fee is due. Right. And then we're like thousands of dollars. And like, right. <laughs> I'm like, all done. All right. I'm tapping out. Couple days later. So I'm sitting in my office and there's, 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 that was on a weekend. And so that was on a Saturday. So on Monday I was sitting in my office at, um, and this guy walks into the office and he's, Hey, pastor, how's it going? Good. good. He goes, Hey, I was just, um, I was just praying for you this morning. And the Lord just put this on my heart and he pulls an envelope out of his pocket. And he goes, I just felt compelled to give this to you. Mm. And I said, okay. And not knowing what it was, I said, okay. And so we just talked to some pleasantries. I didn't open it up. He left. And I'm sitting in my office. And after he was gone, I opened it up and there's five $100 bills in there. That's so awesome. I'm like... I mean, I just started crying. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, God wants us to do this. Yeah. So I call, I called home. I, I said, Babe, you're not going to believe this. Yeah. I, I think we're, I think we're supposed to adopt. Yeah. And and um, so, so we, so we paid. And that was just the application fee. I had no idea how the remaining forty thousand dollars is going to get right footed right, right. I and mean, because because it's not like one price tag it's like well then there's plane tickets right then there then there's this fee then there's this fee then there's this fee and all those fees are appropriate and i understand why each one of those exists but you add them all the cumulative effect of those is, is like i i can't do this right but god didn't provide all of it at once he just provided the next step so i'm like Sounds well let's just really biblical oh my word right yeah, yeah. i mean so it, it yeah, and I say it like that. I'm not. I'm not trying to like preach through. I'm just telling. That's just what happened, right? Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, so that's what we did. We applied, and then we just took the next step. And yeah, um, and so yeah, you do. I mean, I mean, there's. I mean, there's. You could insert many cliches at this point. You know, God, you know, he he equips the called and where he guides, he, he provides. Yeah, I, I mean, all those things. But here's the so deal. So true, though. It's true. Consider yeah. the lilies, lilies of the field. Doesn't yeah. he take care of them? Amen. I mean, does he have a heart for the nations? Amen. Does he want, is he really, is he really uh, the, the father to the fatherless? Amen. Like, are we really supposed to, are, do we really believe the gospel when it compels us into engaging a broken and fallen world? Amen. Or are we supposed to play it safe and, and comfortable, right? Because right? Right. I mean, we, if, we, if we mistake, and this is what's been so discouraging for me, when I reflect upon the church, the current state of the, the, the church in this election cycle is mistaking American freedom for gospel freedom. Mm-hmm. And we're, oh, the church is so excited about like freedoms. Or we're not going to live in fear and somehow thinking being American is what the gospel is about. 
you know, freedoms and comforts and yeah. all the, I mean, I don't mean to, to digress, no, good, but, but if we, if we forget, man, the gospel is an upside down kingdom and we are citizens of another, of another, of a heavenly kingdom. Right. And we're supposed to be that here on earth to engage a broken and fallen world. My goodness. Um, it, it begins to change the way we view adoption and view politics so on and so forth. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, so to pr your, your original question was cost. Um, yeah. God provided. Yeah, it, he, yeah, he does. He and just, he needed every step of the way. And yep. so our, our story is different. And so, you know, we did some, some fundraising things. Yep. And, and, I, I would and, say this too, like, uh, well, let me share our real quick story. Cause a lot of people may not have heard this. Mm -hmm. I, I know I've shared it in sermons, but you know, we, um, we switched gears from, deciding to adopt internationally and again long story but uh we switched gears to to adopt domestically and we were presented with an opportunity to adopt maya and we had to make the decision to switch within 24 hours and then once we committed to adopting maya we had to have about I think it was about fifteen thousand dollars in committed right. in the next 24 hours oh my word <laughs> and, uh, and so we, I mean, it was crazy. Like all I remember is calling some people and just asking. And, um, we had like, you like your banker. You're like, yeah, can we liquidate some of my assets? And, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I got some baseball cards, uh, up in the attic. <laughs> I got um, a Raphael Palmero rookie. What's that? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but there's this young couple at church that, um, they were gifted $10,000 for their wedding and wow. the instructions from the person who gave them that gift was keep 5,000 of it and do something fun with it. And the other 5,000 I want you to use to be a blessing to somebody else. Wow. And when, when they heard about our need, you know, this is a young couple, like they didn't have a lot of money, um, wow. but they were obedient to what this person asked them to do with this gift of mm -hmm. generosity. And they gave us $5,000. Wow. Um, and then, you know, thousand dollars here, thousand dollars there. And in 24 yeah. hours later, we had the money committed. It was crazy. Yeah. And so similar yeah. to your story, uh, yep. though, just different, you know, yeah. God provided that, that, I mean, yeah. When you think about the widow's might, you know, she came forward with her, with her two little pieces, right. Two for two copper coins going back to the album. Yeah. Copper, uh, anyway, long story. Um, yeah, it, the, the crazy thing is there wasn't one person that said, I'm going, let me foot the bill. It, but it's, it was like all these people who said $50, mm -hmm. $50. And mm -hmm. then somebody came, here's $1,000. And, and then, and, but, and we're trying to contribute what we can, you know, we're, and, and it was just like, yeah, it was just this as the beautiful thing about it is existing within a community that believes in, laying down your life mm -hmm. yeah so so when when being part of a being part of a community i mean this is i mean yes he's our son but we're a part of the church family yeah. and everybody has a part of this you know amen so yeah just seeing god's provision is so yeah. encouraging and i just want to yeah. would want to say to anybody who's thinking about adoption and mm -hmm. they are really concerned about the finances on a super practical level, I think raising money for adoption is the easiest money you'll ever raise. Um, uh, honestly, yep. Because mm -hmm. just think about it. Like if we try to raise money to 
remodel the sanctuary or something like we could probably get that done and yep. people would be generous. But like yep. when you have a human being that doesn't have parents and right. will you help me like give this child a home? Uh, yep. Like this is an image bearer that is suffering that needs yep. parents. Um, yep. Would you like to be raised with no parents? No, we all get that. And, right. and so just on a human level, um, yes, it's, yeah. it, it's God provides and yes. it's, um, it's, it's, it's not hard to raise that money if you don't. Have yeah, that, you know? Ab absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, I mean, I mean, I, I always think Zach on your, on your left forearm, you have a tattoo that says, you know, his resurrection is his enthronement. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. I mean, I think, I think if, when we, when we forget, when we forget the resurrection, like that's what Jesus does. He brings, he specializes in bringing dead to life. Mm -hmm. He doesn't come make us better. I mean that, you know, the whole idea of the gospel is like, mm -hmm. well, we're not just moralizing. Let's just be better. Let's just be happier. Let's be wealthier. Let's just be more comfortable. No, Jesus comes to, to bring possible to the impossible, to bring to bring life where there is death, to take marriages that are fractured, and to bring restoration, to bring kids who are wayward, and to bring them home, to bring to bring hope and healing, and and so and so if he can take the hard thing is is bringing bringing a dead soul to life, but by the power and the resurrection of Jesus, it it, it can be so. Yep. Amen. And so the um, that's what he does, and so I think considering the resurrection, like with you, with with God, with man, all things are impossible. With God, all things are possible, right? And so, in recognizing what what we want is is to share the love of God with, it, to to make our home a place where all of our children, biological and and adopted, and there, there's really no distinction in our home. And after you get past the first little bit, you know, mm -hmm. it's like oh, you're we're all it. You know, it's just us. We're just, we're, yeah, it's just us, right? Yeah. Um, that should be a TV show. Yeah, it's just us. this is this us. is us. That sounds like a great TV and, show. Yeah, um, and yeah, so I mean, yeah, God, God can do it, um, but count the cost, right? I mean, and it's not not just a financial cost. It's the the harder part is is just changing the heart, not just a child's heart, but changing mom and dad's heart. Because yeah. I tell you, I've I've more known. I have I have known more about my own sinfulness like when i got married to my wife that's mm -hmm. when i realized i am more selfish than i realized yep. right I, I love it i love it my way and yep. um and so dying to myself to love her and that's what ephesians 5 says right husbands sacrifice love your wife yep. the way jesus sacrificed so i'm supposed to do that as well as a dad like how do i lay down myself not just for my adopted son but for all of my kids you know and some days by God's grace, it works. Most days, I, I'm, I'm a nerd, and my wife has to nudge me, say, <clears throat> "Put down your phone," you know, yeah, or whatever, yeah. whatever it might be. So yeah. I'm learning, I'm in process. What about the issue, Eric? Of um, I'm just concerned that I couldn't love a adopted child the same as my yeah. biological kids. How would you interact with someone yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. I think for me, that's more of an issue than the first one. The first one, I think, is is low hanging fruit. God will provide, mm -hmm. right? The second one, I, 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 I you, um, the second one, the second one is, is hard work. And that's, mm. that's the slower, that's not an overnight change. And, and I'd say once, once the adoption is completed, the finances are done, that's, that's a tangible, I can wrap my mind around it 
get our hands around it, pay for it, complete it. Mm-hmm. But the heart issue of love, that's the rest of my life right. kind of a deal. And so that's, I mean, just like sanctification, like we're from one degree to another. Right? Right. It's like beholding, beholding the, the glory of the Lord. We're, we're being changed just day by day, being renewed. So, so that love, it's not like all or nothing. It, it's incremental growth. Mm-hmm. And so I think in our idealistic way, we, we tend to idolize or idealize love for one, love for the other. And it, it is not like that. And am I okay with that brokenness? Or well, does it have like to be that perfect? With our biological kids, biological kids either. Yeah, that's what I'm close with my wife, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I love my wife, but I don't love my daughter the way I love my wife. Right. It's a different kind of love. Right. Am I okay with it? And, and that's appropriate. But now, but, but now we're comparing siblings, right? Right. So I, so I write that's a more appropriate, appropriate comparison. But I'll tell you, I used to think of it like, um, you know, the idea of, of a pie, you know, like I, I have a limited, if we, if we think of love as a pie or a pizza and my preference, um, <laughs> right. And so I'm going to cut it up. I have, I have X amount of love, right? I have X amount of love. And how am I going to divvy this out? Well, my biological kid, he's, he's going to get a big piece of the pie. Right. comes natural. And I'm like, well, I guess I, okay. I got this much left over okay, he gets a little bit smaller piece. Like, is that how we, or, or do I have to cut it up equal and give right, it equal amounts? Right. Or, or this is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us and gave himself as an atoning sacrifice for our sins, right? And so if God, like Jesus said, abide in me and I abide in you and you will bear much fruit. So my task then is not to divvy out my lifetime allotted love, but my, my role is to abide in the love of Christ and to be renewed day by day. And all of a sudden, as I pour myself out, he keeps pouring in. And so like my job is to abide. And so I don't have a limited amount of love. Amen. I've got, I'm connected. I'm connected to a holy God who, who's the creator of the universe, like by the power of the Holy spirit. And he provides what I need, what I need. Infinite source. An infinite store, a storehouse. Like I, it's so, yeah, exactly. So as I just continue to abide in Christ, He gives me what I need for that day to love, and I find, and I find, so that that eases the tension of, oh my goodness, I feel differently for my kids. I, I am broken. Right. Yep, you are. Yep, yeah. you are. Absolutely. Yeah. But 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 here's what Jesus does. He he's good at putting broken people back together. So yeah. he starts with me as a dad, and then all of a sudden I have something to give. Um, child one, child two, or or child six, right? right? So, but there is there, um, but you, when you die to yourself, like all of a sudden, I realize, okay, I I genuinely like you. Right. Now I'm starting, to, I'm starting to love you, right? And um, but then that love comes more like, oh, I'm beginning to like you more, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's. Yeah, if I could yeah. just jump in, I think I'll go for it. one one thought that I had as as we were talking is just like it's all by faith, you know. Yeah. Like I yep. enter into this with no guarantees of anything, and mm-hmm. again, going back to the fact that um, adoption or not, like when I get married to my wife, well, yeah. how do I know I will love her for the rest mm-hmm. of my life? Well, I don't have any guarantee right. that I'm capable of that or something. It's by faith right. that God's going to provide yep. what yep. I need, and yep. 
And if, and if you don't have any adopted kids, but you have three biological kids and you think there's not a temptation to love one more than the other, right? I mean, you're, you're just fooling yourself. Right. And so this issue that we raise or that you might raise in like, well, I'm not sure I could do adoption because of, yeah. you know, in inequality of love being poured out. Well, that's an issue you're gonna have to face whether you adopt or not, if you have kids. Yes. Yep. And so yep. I just think, um, if you're, if you're, again, this is a theme in our conversation. I'm sensing like if you're called to do it and, and it's, it seems like this is obedience for you, mm-hmm. um, God will provide what you need. Yeah. And it yeah, doesn't absolutely. mean it's going to be easy yeah. at all, but he will yeah. provide. And that's, yeah. that's, I mean, welcome to Christianity, right? Yeah. Like, welcome obedi- to church plant. Yeah. Welcome to church planting in Madison. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Or right. Being a pastor in four city or having six kids yep. or, um, you know, whatever it is God is calling you to do to advocate for those on the margins, it's never going to be comfortable and easy, but it's going to be really good. And God's going to provide, and you're going to see him show up in ways that it's going to expand your faith. Just like the stories that you've heard Eric tell. Um, and that's, and, and you'll never once look back and go, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, you're going to right. look back at the suffering and go, God yeah. used it. He grew me in it. And I'm yeah. so thankful for it because it's glorifying him and it's being used through testimony that I speak to bless others. Yep. Oh my word. Yeah, a- absolutely. Z. And and I think, you know, coveting is, is a, is a, is a big deal in our Instagram world. Right. I yep. mean, we, we see what other people have and we're like, Oh, I want that log splitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, you do. Yeah. Um, but the the deal is, I, I exist. I exist, um, but I live I live in Forest City, Iowa, in a location, and and I'm part of a church family. And there's only a few people in our church that have adopted, mm-hmm. but a whole bunch of people prayed and gave, mm-hmm. and we all are part of the story. Mm-hmm. And I reckon it's not everybody's call to mm-hmm. to to go do it. But if he does call. Or, or or that desires in your heart, my God will God will provide. But just because you're not a, a goer or or one who's gonna, you're actually gonna become a become an adoptive parent. That doesn't mean that you're not part of the story. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's it's a shared part of the the whole whole body. Is that um, that that's the thing that I really love. I see so many people take so much interest, knowing that they they have prayed um, and they continue to pray. Our son's got some medical conditions that are um, just ongoing, and so it, it's a continued item of uh, concern and prayer for our church family. But um, I guess all, all that to say, you know, the um, not everybody goes to Morocco with you. Not mm-hmm. everybody goes to. Ecuador with you, right. but your whole but your whole church loves and supports the mission. That's right. And I think this, the same thing is true of uh, of adoption. Yeah, you know? you're just speaking about the power and necessity of being connected to a local church as we pursue yeah. obedience in the various yeah. callings and giftings that we have. Yeah, and man, Eric, that's such a great reminder. Um, and and uh, I'm just so thankful that you're experiencing that and have experienced that. And yeah, it's part of yeah, this yeah. adoption journey. And, and it could be said yep. of whatever else, like you said, going to Morocco yep. or whatever. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I, I think about some of the friends that my son has inside the church that he doesn't have in our home. Mm-hmm. I think, man, he, he, this is a relationship we have with other families in our church. Um, and that's not something, I mean, so God placed our son in our family. I mean, so he could have a relationship with this other family, you know, it's like, so it's not just about the weavers, you know, right. it's like, it's what he's doing in the kingdom. Um, right. It's really, really, really special. Yep. I want to just maybe end with this thought. Like, I think a lot of us think of adoption maybe as um, I'm going to rescue some needy child and, and it may be that. And, and there is so much in the Bible about uh, advocating for those on the margins. Mm -hmm. But I, I wonder sometimes is um, does God call us into costly obedience? Um, for the other person, but just as much for what that's going to do in my own heart and what that's going to do in, in, in your heart. Yeah. And, uh, and so just know that whatever God is calling you to in terms of costly obedience, um, Mm -hmm. for the sake of laying down your life for others, um, there's goodness in that for the other person, but there's also just a deep sense of goodness in what God is doing in you mm-hmm. um, as he sanctifies you in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Z, I just, I read this morning. Um, I mean, I've heard it before 10th Avenue North. I've got a really cool song um, about this, but Isaiah, Isaiah 55. Come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Come, and and it goes on. But this like this invitation to come. You don't have anything, but I'm inviting you to come. Um, and borrowing the words from the Psalms, taste and see the Lord is good. The invitation to come. Mm-hmm. You don't have any money, but. But come, and, and you're gonna. I want you to experience. Obviously, the context is a little bit different there, but I think just the invitation of a good and gracious and loving Abba Father, who at just the right time sent His Son, born of a woman, under the law, to redeem those under the law, so that we might receive adoptions as sons and daughters. And if we can somehow participate in that story of 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 adoption of of sharing that reflecting what that, yeah a, yeah what a what a joy so amen um thanks for letting me uh thanks for asking and calling i really appreciate it yeah so are we done are you, are you winding this down uh, now no i no you 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 <laughs> said i i, I want to end with this I can, oh i did I can, oh i thought yeah. it was just like both of us as preachers like we intuitively yeah. know when it's time to land the plane <laughs> And so we no, you do. Like, I don't. I just keep going. <laughs> I just, I just like that reminds me. Hey, my favorite is the five minute benediction. <laughs> when I after we sing the closing song, yes. and I'm like, oh yeah, I was going to say that too. So I get up and everybody's ready for the you know may the words from mouth meditations of heart be pleasing. Right, you are set. Instead, I'm like, you know, and another thing. Um, <laughs> And everyone's I did that. like looking at their watch. And... I did that. I did that last weekend. So at our staff meeting th- this week, they were weird. We always do the right, wrong, missing, confusing. Like what was? Let's reflect a little bit yeah. of what happened. Let's celebrate. Let's correct. And so we, uh, um, yeah, they, they were talking about how yeah, it was it's a little bit longer uh, of uh, a service. Um, and because it, we we've been meeting outside as a church, this whole COVID deal, you know, yep. and it was like fifty five degrees with some wind, and it was like everybody's cold yes i just i'm just like 
unfaced. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm they they have to hear this word right now. Yeah. Well, we're preaching in Romans and I'm like, I, at Romans three or Romans two and three, where it's like some bad news before the good news. And right. Anyway, Eric, I so, love that, um, that, uh, the vine can experience just a window into our 25 year yeah. long yeah. friendship. Um, yeah. Taylor, Taylor summed so. it up really well. And I think our, this podcast, okay. um, reflects that. Okay. He's like, basically your friendship with Eric is either like super deep and intense or just complete like silliness <laughs> and spaz. And there's not much in between. <laughs> no. He's uh, la verdad. See? <laughs> so, muy, muy loco. Muy loco. Muy loco. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So here's, here's, here's my... No, but I want to have the final word, Eric. No. Oh, and so... <laughs> and so, church. Um, no, here's... You've preached at my church. I have. You've had the chance, and I feel insecure, like you've never really invited me. Um, I don't know if you like don't trust me or. But I did let you play guitar at my church. Yeah, and you played, <laughs> you played some six eight song in four four time, and I was confused the whole time. I'm like, what what is happening right now? Do you remember that? I do. For the non musicians that are listening, um, every song has like a meter. <laughs> where it's like in three or it's in four. And uh, if you play a song in three that's supposed to be in four, it sounds really weird. And in my, whatever, 13 years of being a worship pastor, uh, I never have done that before until I invited Eric uh, and his family to visit us in Madison. And I invited Eric at the last minute to come join me playing guitar in worship and I was probably just trying too hard and I wanted to impress Eric. Mm-hmm. And I started this song um, mm-hmm. and I had this sinking feeling like something's wrong here, but yeah. I just could not figure out what it was. Well, it was that I was playing in the wrong time signature and it, it, it was, it was interesting. Like Weaver play the major. <laughs> um, Eric so, and I have a lot you, of stories we could tell. Go ahead. You, you, you distracted though. I said, you've never invited me to preach. Yes. And then, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to manipulate you to be live on air to to extend the invitation, but but you still haven't. In right. Well, I, I'll I'll be praying about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be praying yeah. about that. We'll we'll yeah. check in with the elders and. Um, yeah, because there's some things I want to say publicly <laughs> about <laughs> spraying water on me, Eric. I love that um, we have so much in common. And as I'm sitting here talking to you, uh, I was just struck with like, wow, we have a lot in common. Um, and I'm just so thankful that uh, adoption is one of those things we have in common. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, I love you like my brother. And yeah. I'm so thankful for the opportunity for the church to hear your voice and hear your story. And uh, hopefully we can do it again. <laughs> <laughs>